There's a very famous book that became a very famous movie. It was called, And the Band Played On. And the thesis of the book and the movie was that Ronald Reagan was unbothered by same-sex attracted, sexually active men dying of HIV AIDS. Completely unbothered. Um, right now, the technocrats headed by the same scam artist, psycho in my mind, Dr. Tony Fauci, the nation's leading expert on infectious diseases, the guy who pretends to have helped the population of people with HIV AIDS with a deeply dangerous, destructive cocktail of drugs that, well, it's a pretense. He and his cohorts and their partners in crime are very, very slowly turning the ship of the CDC, saying things like this. This was put into the mouth of Rochelle Walensky. For 75 years, CDC and public health have been preparing for COVID-19 in our big moment. Our performance did not reliably meet expectations. Walensky was caused to say, in a statement someone emailed on her behalf to the Politico. As a longtime admirer of this agency and a champion of public health, I want us all to do better. My goal is a new public health, action-oriented culture at CDC that emphasizes accountability, collaboration, communication, and timeliness. No, it's not. Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. All week we've been uh, giving thanks to our to God for our relationship with Bulwark Capital Management at KnowYourRiskRadio.com. This podcast drops. It's fancy cod, cod, podcast speak on Thursday. August 18th, this afternoon, 3 p.m. today. Zach has a free live webinar. You can get the details at knowyourriskradio.com. God bless the truth tellers. So I, wanna, I wanna talk about what we know about the vaccines that the media, the COVID cartel is not conveying to the American public. The American public does, is not fully informed as they're making these decisions. But then I do wanna try and move on to What's happened? I mean, wh why is this information being withheld? What are the forces at play? And then finally, I really want to get into what information do we need? I'll just throw one out there. You know, we, we've now heard, heard of SADS, right? Everybody knew of SIDS, now we got SADS. I'd never heard of that. When, when all of a sudden it started being talked about in the news media and been suppressed really for months, these young people just dying on sports, sporting fields, whatever. But now all of a sudden they got a term for it. I'm reading the reports. And as always in the reports, you go, medical experts are completely baffled. What could possibly be happening? These things started in the year 2021. 
I mean, are you kidding me? Senator Ron Johnson telling the truth. The careful turning of the ship, the CDC disappearing statements they made about the spike proteins staying at the point of injection, which is a demonstrable lie because the spike proteins don't go into the body from the injection. It cons the body into producing them. Or the hapless supplicant, Rochelle Walensky, who gets to call herself a doctor, stating that the CDC did not perform up to expectations. The very careful turning of the ship is to avoid the ultimate statement of accountability. It is to avoid admitting what actually went on. It is to avoid what Senator Johnson said they can't afford. So the problem we have with the COVID cartel is at this point, with a body count that high, they can't afford to be proven wrong. Wrong. They weren't wrong. The process they're going through is guilt laundering. It is crime laundering. It is a cover-up of the biggest human rights assault in our history. I'm in my mid-50s. It's birthday coming up sometime this month. So I'm not going to let that happen. They're playing hapless bureaucrats. I'm not going to let that happen. It began with a decision the technocrats made to inject us with mRNA at all costs. They want this so badly because they want to be able to inject code into our body. mRNA is code. They want to be able to have people sit at computers and code stuff and then inject that into us because they deeply want to modify humankind. And this isn't something I should need to prove, but most people are unaware of how deep this goes. This did not begin with COVID-19. Why don't we blow the system up? I mean, obviously, we can't just turn off the spigot on the system we have and then say, hey, everyone in the world should get this new vaccine we haven't given to anyone yet. But there must be some way that we grow vaccines mostly in eggs the way we did in 1947. In order to make the transition from getting out of the tried and true egg growing, which we know gives us results that can be, you know, beneficial. I mean, we've done well with that, to something that has to be much better. Uh, you have to prove that this works, and then you've got to go through all of the clinical trials, phase ones, phase twos, phase three, and then show that this particular product is going to be good over a period of years. That alone, if it works perfectly, is going to take a decade. There might be a need or even an urgent call for uh, an entity right. of excitement out there that's completely disruptive, that's not beholden to bureaucratic strings and, and, and processes. So we really do have a problem of how the world perceives influenza, and it's going to be very difficult to change that unless you do it from within and say, I don't care what your perception is, we're going to address the problem in a disruptive way 
and in an iterative way because you do need both. But it is not too crazy to think that an outbreak of an, a novel avian virus could occur in, in China somewhere. We could get the RNA sequence from that, beam it to a number of regional centers, if not local, if not even in your home at some point, and print those vaccines on a patch and self-administer. It's exactly what they did. Not the patch, not the self-administering, but it's exactly what they did. They they tried to blow the system up and they're not a fan of how they've blown it up. What they've done is they've destroyed its credibility. They have exploded it, imploded it. It's gone. People are not getting their kids injected with this stuff, thank God. The media is not talking about that, but the refusal rate is 95%. People refusing to get their kids injected. And this is having a washover effect that people are not using the other vaccines. Because you show people that you're psychotic, they're going to treat you as psychos. Event 201 was a practice for this. And again, it's not talked about in the media. The media refuses to tell the truth to this day about these injections. Senator Johnson points something out that you heard countless times. The FDA has fully approved the COVID-19 vaccines as safe and effective. Now they're, they're not fully approved. Another another bait and switch that the, the, the agencies are not answering my question. What, what did you do on August 23rd? You, you approved a drug that's not available. You say it's legally distinct but interchangeable. But they stand the EUA on the drug that is available. Would you just explain it? It confuses me. It's confusing all kinds of people. They won't answer the question. And I have had so many questions. The American public should have so many questions. The questions that people have or should have can't be asked because most people don't know. After event 201, which was a rehearsal for all of this, and incidentally, I, I ask you to take what we're talking about here and make it part of your institutional memory, your family, your community. And if you work in media and you haven't reported this stuff, turn this podcast off and never listen again. You sicken me. If you work in media and you have the capability to report this and you won't, never listen to my show again. That shalt not lie. And disappearing this stuff from your pages or from your own podcasts is lying. Event 201 was a rehearsal for what they went and did. Down to controlling the media with Bill Gates' money. And I can prove it time and again with link after link that Bill Gates bought positive coverage for himself as he went about executing what he called the decade of vaccines, an effort in which Tony Fauci was his expressed partner documented. He began to patent and patent trade prior to them finally announcing that this virus that had been floating around for about a year before they announced it. And how do I know that? Through the surveillance of sewage water in France and now in other countries. And it has been, it's, it's uh, been found in sewage systems around the world when they've bothered to look. The patent trading began early on. 
with the same people we've talked about, the Ralph Barracks of the world, the same mobbed up entities who worked with Wuhan. And they all knew what they were patenting. It wasn't a normal vaccine. It was an mRNA injection. They all knew it. All of them, like the Bear CEO, knew it. Ultimately, the uh, the mRNA vaccines uh, are an example for that uh, cell and gene therapy. I always like to say, if we had surveyed two years ago uh, in the public, would you be willing to take a, a gene th- gene or cell therapy and inject it into your body? We would have probably had a 95% refusal rate. I think uh, this pandemic has also opened many people's eyes to to innovation in the way that uh, was maybe not possible before. The CEO of Pfizer knew it. What other doors might this mRNA vaccine open? And, and there is a third yeah, application, please. which is for people uh, that uh, they are born with a mistake in their DNA code. And uh, there are a lot of rare diseases that uh, they are happening to people because somewhere in one gene there is one small mistake in their DNA. And uh, those people are, you know, they have to live with that until the end of their lives. And many times their life doesn't last very long because of this uh, mistake in their their genes. Uh, There are a lot of uh, technologies that are trying to use gene editing so that they are trying to use the same technology to be able to change, repair the mistake of your DNA so that uh, you can cure basically those, those people. He knew. The CEO of Moderna knew. I want to get a little into the weeds here and the mRNA technology. When you and you and your, your colleagues were trying to decide which route to go down, the traditional vaccine route or the mRNA route, you you write that um, it was quote most counterintuitive to go the mRNA route, and yet you went that route. Explain why. It was counterintuitive because Pfizer was mastering, or let's say, we had very good experience and expertise with the multiple technologies that could uh, give a vaccine, and the viruses that some of the other vaccines. Ah, we we were very good in doing that. Um, protein vaccines we were very good in doing that, and plus many other technologies. Um, mRNA was the technology, but we had less experience, only two years working on this. And actually, mRNA was a technology that never delivered a single product until that day. Uh, not vaccine, not any other medicine. So, uh, so it was very counterintuitive, and I was surprised when they suggested to me that this is the way to go. Yeah, I doubt that. I, I doubt that you were surprised because I bet you lobbied for it. So maybe you were surprised. I don't want to provide false witness. But then there was this. The Bear CEO said, after Event 201 called for a lockdown, after a Harvard study um, that took your money and gave it to Harvard and they involved about 45,000 people in a study to determine how to con people, blackmail people, threaten people, charm people, pay people, do whatever was necessary to get people shot up. Then the lockdowns. The lockdowns went straight against what many members of Team Fauci wrote in a highly distributed, highly rated, highly respected paper, 
where they regarded the history of lockdowns, such as the lockdown for the Spanish flu, which was counterproductive and killed people. And that lockdown was done at the tip of a gun. Your local sheriff had the legal right to shoot you dead for leaving your house, for not covering your face. Subsequent studies of this, in fact, the admission of the guy who ran the public health response at the time in the United States, he apologized to the country. Subsequent studies, and even Gates has admitted this, show that the face coverings actually cause people to die of, of pneumonia more often than the Spanish flu. Bacterial pneumonia. It's shocking, isn't it, that you wear a dirty rag on your, on, on your beak all day long and you get up, have pneumonia like that. So they knew that they couldn't sell the injections as gene editing, gene sequencing, which they are. They all admitted it just right there. So they turned to a lockdown methodology that they had produced and practiced in event 201 that they had conspired with academics to think of ways to push this to scare people. Tony Fauci then shifted from COVID's not that bad. If I were a young person, uh, I guess with Italy now locked down, this would be a good time to take a cruise to Italy because the, uh, uh, the, 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 the prices are going to be lower. He shifted immediately from that into this disease has no, we have no natural immunity to it. Tony Fauci had no proof of that. At that point, SARS-CoV-2 had been in the wild for about a year and it was absolutely, people already had, had already built up immunities to it. The immunity exists and Fauci said categorically, no immunity exists. And the lockdowns came. And the lockdowns came with a whole series of promises. 15 days to stop the spread. The vaccine, 95% effective. Quite impressive. Vaccines are going to succeed. There's hope. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love. In order to get rid of this pandemic, get vaccinated. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. With each shot, we're just a little bit closer to normal. If we do this now, we protect ourselves, our loved ones, and every other person around the globe. And get back to school and work. To get back to each other, to life. Doctors say people who've been vaccinated are unlikely to get COVID if they've received any of the three available vaccines. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine is a great one-and-done shot. This is the J&J vaccine that I'll be taking, so one and done. COVID breakthrough infections. We're increasingly hearing about fully vaccinated people infected with COVID. Is there any reason not to get a booster at this point? Not at all. Global leaders to consider changing the definition of being fully vaccinated to three doses. Potential fourth shot, another booster. Talk about people getting a fourth. Four, I thought we are just talking about three. A fourth shot may be needed six months after your booster. Fully vaccinated sounded so reassuring and definitive and complete. Um, and then we started talking about boosters and now we're talking about fourth dose. Told me to get vaccinated and you told me that the viruses, that was going to be protective. Oh, now there's breakthrough cases. Oh, well, you didn't tell me about that, but okay, I'll get a booster shot. Oh, now you're telling me that the booster is pretty good, but I may need to get another shot again. If it becomes necessary to get yet another boost, then we'll just have to deal with it. This is not about freedom. We require all employers fully vaccinated. The country will be using vaccine passes as proof of being fully vaccinated. And if you've had both jabs, the green pass giving you access
access to restaurants, hotels, and gyms. A QR code is going to be required uh, for vaccine passports. Vaccine passports, the government had planned to drop them. They are going to keep them indefinitely. This is the new normal. Perfect. Do you have some idea with that? Proof of vaccination. And as that was going on, the lockdowns, something happened. There was the lockdowns wrapped in lies and abuse. The Lord has told leaders categorically, use honest measures. The PCR test was designed as a fraud. Not, not, I'm not saying the designer of the test designed it to be a fraud. It was used fraudulently. Number one, the same body that gave itself the right to run all public health response, that is the CDC invented itself that right, refused to create a standard for the PCR test that would make it somewhat sane. The more cycles in the test, the more false positives. They had people in the state of Washington, they were running it at 49 threshold cycles, guaranteed to provide above 98% false positives. The CDC paid people to find false positives with your money. Anytime they wanted to, they could have said, take the cycle thresholds down to 20, but they wouldn't. They refused. The New York Times recognized that this created 98% false positives. The entire lockdown scandal, the entire testing regime was a chase for money that was perpetrated by the CDC creating the impetus for this. The motive for this in chasing the further injecting of people. It was a crime and it was a lie and it is murdering people. It has harmed them and it is murdering them. And then there's this. As all of those promises were being made, as Rachel Maddow was saying. Virus stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. As she was saying that, and the figurehead was being caused to say. There's no excuse. No excuse for anyone being unvaccinated. This continues to be a pandemic of the unvaccinated. So we got to make more progress. As that was all going on, as 40% of small businesses in many states were snuffed out, as a teen mental health crisis was burgeoning, I documented it on the radio as it happened, as the highest levels of suicide attempts and successful, so-called successful suicides happened. As people refused medical treatment, as people, as tumors grow that shouldn't have grown, as alcoholics were kept from their 12-step program, as kids were kept from their treatment programs, as schools were locked down, as churches were locked down, the greatest wealth transfer in history occurred to big mobbed up business at the same time. As all this was going on, as our fighting men and women were fired. Special forces sent packing. Cops fired. By the same agencies that have known forever that they have inserted an economic poison pill, that is the pension system. They know they can't pay these pensions. 
They know they're legally bound to pay them, but they know they can't. You've had California cities bankrupt because of the pensions. As all that's gone on, as the lockdowns were in place, as Rachel Maddow was saying these things, as the figurehead was saying this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, what was happening in the mind of Debbie Burks? Debbie Burks, another supplicant of Tony Fauci. I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection. And I think we overplayed the vaccines and it made people then worry that it's not going to protect against severe disease and hospitalization. And it doesn't protect against severe disease and hospitalization. This is our trail of tears. And I suggest that as other cultures have done, we memorize what they did to us and we tell our kids and our grandkids and tell them to tell their great grandkids. Because the fact is, these people will probably never pay a cost in the real world, but they'll pay a cost in front of God Almighty. I have a a picture that I'm putting into this episode and I hope that you get a chance to see it. If you don't get uh, the Substack, it's the Todd Herman Show, uh, doc, uh, the Todd Show dot Substack dot com. The easiest way to do that, just go to the Todd Herman Show dot com, sign up for our Substack, and in that you will get uh, our our uh, show notes. Has links to the stories we talk about. In this case, a link to the uh, COVID fact sheet, the one that that uh, that Scribd will allow me to keep up. And I guess I'll just have to email to everybody that wants it a copy of my COVID fact sheet, which is up to date because Scribd won't let me update it anymore. But uh, there's a picture in there of young Alan from Alan's Artisan Soaps wearing a Todd Herman Show t-shirt. And this is young Alan who's just turned 12. When we talk about heavy topics like this, I always like to remind myself that there are beautiful, beautiful souls like Alan's and creative souls. And his, his creativity is trapped in a way, in a way. It's trapped in a body that uh, doesn't allow him to form sentences, but his mom knows. Yeah, Alan's mom can interpret what he's saying. And even his dad says, yeah, my wife's better at it. So when Alan invents new scents of soaps, I would love to be in the room. You know, the new scent of Alan's artisan soaps is lilac, applewood, and very, very famously, uh, Alan helped invent the vanilla lime. Lavender rosemary was inspired by his grandmother. Memories of being in the kitchen with grandma while she cooked lunch came to young Alan. The, uh, my very favorite scent is cedarwood jasmine. And this was Alan's memory of a, um, of a, of, of a chest, a memory chest. Uh, and he loved the smell of that. And incidentally, there's been people who've said to Alan's dad, who runs the business, Alan is the chief soap officer. There have been people who've said to him, come on, man. I mean, it's a great story, but that didn't happen. That's, that's not real. And he's actually had them come and see the chest that inspired Cedarwood Jasmine in Alan's mind. And they said, wow, it is real. Yeah, it is. So is your opportunity to every single month remind yourself that all lives matter as you clean your body and that of your family and your friends. Maybe you don't clean your family's bodies. Maybe they do that on their own, depending on their age. There's the Herminator sub. It is exclusive to this show's audience. Uh, It's a subscription for super savings. It's your choice of six bars of soap, a soap rack, a soap pouch, and a fluff all at a 10% savings. You get this Herminator sub at allensoaps.com slash Todd. That's A-L-A-N-S-A-L-A-N-S soaps.com slash Todd.
Debbie Burks chose not to say anything. She said she knew that these injections didn't work, but she chose not to say anything. As the VARS database began to fill up, very early on, the signals were clear. These injections are not safe and they are not effective. And they were so clear early on. And, and how, can I, how can I make this? How can I say this to, to make it eminently clear? How about this? The swine flu um, vaccine was stopped when 26 people died. The mRNA injections have yet to be stopped. And they've killed far more than that. And they will continue to kill far more than that. During the craze of the lockdowns, the height of the lockdowns, we were reading about the public, the, the mental health crisis. We were reporting in that. We were also reporting on the crisis to come of suicides when people realized that their businesses were gone, their inheritance was gone. We started to talk about the harms that existed at that point, such as people being unable to get cancer treated. And the media, the mockingbirds, almost unanimously ignored it. We know that they're very harmful. In 2019, so just before COVID, late 2019, the WHO released its pandemic influenza guidelines where they said only in extreme conditions do you close, you know, do you have prolonged border closures, workplace closures, etc. They strongly recommend against them because they pointed out that they can do more harm than good. And they did do more harm than good. And there were glimpses of reality from time to time. The New York Times slipped in pieces of reality, such as an article about the lockdowns in Las Vegas and what it had done to young people. There were heroic doctors who began to call out the fallacy of this, such as the Great Barrington Declaration. And they did the craziest thing. They used data and they used the history of how this stuff is treated. And then we began to notice some exceptions to the rule. As 40% of small businesses in many states were snuffed out forever, as people were being fired from their jobs, we started to notice some exceptions to the rule. Into this country, um, you know, see that they're, they're COVID safe and all of that. But I was thinking, I know you've been asked about this in the past, doctor, about uh, what's happening at the border right now. We have about 18% of the migrant families here, 20% of unaccompanied minors testing positive for uh, the COVID. Uh, if you use the figure 20,000, and that's a, a loose figure, doctor, uh, who have been apprehended, that, that could be up to 4,000 individuals who have COVID. What do we do about that? You know, Neil, I, I don't have an easy answer for that. I mean, obviously, Title 42 is still operable at the border, trying to keep people who should not come in into the country. There is testing that is done. I, I, I'm, I'm certain it's not as extensive as we would like to see. But I have to admit, Neil, I don't have an easy answer. That He had an easy answer for the rest of the country. 
lock up the schools, lock up the churches, lock up the small businesses, keep Home Depot open, let liquor stores stay open, let people continue to buy pot. They had an easy answer there. And remember, he had said about these so-called mitigations. We are really convinced that mitigation is going to be doing the trick for us. Mitigation. That's a code word for the lockdowns. Prior to the election, there was an easing of the lockdowns. People had to go vote, even though we were told prior to the vote, because COVID was the election and the election was COVID. We were told it was a death trap for people to vote in person, a death trap. That's why we had the forced mail-in ballots. We were told all of that. The dictator of Washington state prior to the election, one of the big issues there was his dictatorial approach to this, where he took glee in locking people down, where he persecuted an 80-year-old barber for cutting hair and snuffed his business out and stole it from him and stole a diner, which had been a legendary diner south of Seattle. The thug of an attorney general there, Bob Ferguson, stole that place. Shut it down. But not Costco. Not the buses. Though they were empty, the buses kept rolling. The bands played on. The buses kept rolling because every time a wheel rotates, those cities and states get get printed, made up, conjured digits from a corrupt federal government that pays the buses to roll around empty. They never stopped the buses. As all that was going on, and that dictator of Washington state, just about a week prior to the elections, he, he took his foot off of people's neck, his knee. He had his knee on the neck of the people in the separate country of Washington. They could not breathe. For about a week, he took his knee off their neck. And a reporter even asked him, why now, Jay? Why now? And he laughed. Jay Inslee giggled because he knew he was lying. Well, that's what the data indicates. But it was really something else, wasn't it, Tony Fauci? The purpose of it was, is that given the wave, the extraordinary unprecedented wave of infections that we are experiencing now and will certainly experience more of in the next few weeks, that there is the danger that there will be so many people who are being isolated, who are asymptomatic for the full 10 days, that you could have a major negative impact on our ability to keep society running. So the decision was made, although it's not completely risk-free, of saying, let's get that cut in half so that we could have 50%, namely half of the 10 days, and 50% of that time, people can actually be out with a mask in society. It was what people would tolerate. People began to say no. Red states began to stop. And remember this. At this time, the VARS database was filling up with reports of 5,000 deaths, 10,000, 15,000, 30,000. 
keep in mind that around the rest of the world, there are other databases that are more honest. And they began to show signals at this time that this stuff is disastrous. This doesn't even mention the catastrophic harms that were going on at the time. Uh, thank you to Naomi Wolf's team at the Daily Clout. 44% of the pregnancies in a Pfizer study ended in miscarriages. Pfizer misleadingly reclassified them. Of course they did. That's what Pfizer does. Pfizer is a criminal organization. They lied about testing this on pregnant women. And this is going to be ongoing for some time, the results of this, because it will continue to live in people's bodies, unlike the lies that they told. But something else began to happen. It wasn't just the myocarditis and the pericarditis. We began to see cancers that shouldn't be in people coming up. We began to notice something else. And it began seeping into what some people like to call fringe scientists, and that was the discussion about all-cause mortality. We saw a 270% increase in myocardial infarction in 2021, a 300% increase in incidence of Bell's palsy and of certain neurologic complaints, uh, a 470% increase in pulmonary embolisms, blood clots to the lung. And this was not reported, still isn't in the Mockingbird media, Senator Ron Johnson. So I want to I want to talk about what we know about the vaccines that the media, the COVID cartel is not conveying to the American public. The American public does, is not fully informed as they're making these decisions. But then I do want to try and move on to what's happened. I mean, wh why is this information being withheld? It was being withheld in my judgment because the major news organizations are financially owned by pharma. And because the money that rolled in, your favorite talk radio stations were taking government money to run ads from government organizations that were lying to their audience. Your favorite, some of your favorite talk radio stations around the country issued diktats to their hosts. I guess they're not diktats. It is a private company-ish telling them you are not to criticize the injections. You can criticize Fauci. You can criticize the government. But you will not criticize the injections. You will not question their efficacy or their safety. That's a firing offense. Now, obviously, I'm not saying I was told to not say that. Because obviously, the radio show was probably one of the one places that was saying it. After all, criticizing the injections. But if they get up and really aim their bullets at Tony Fauci, well, people could recognize there's a person there. So it's easy to criticize, but they're really criticizing science because I represent science. That's dangerous. To me, that's more dangerous than the slings and the arrows that get thrown at me. And if you damage science, you are doing something very detrimental to society long after I leave. It was us that damaged science. I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection. And I think we overplayed the vaccines and it made people then worry that it's not going to protect against severe disease and hospitalization. It was us that harmed public health. Why don't we blow the system up? It was us that did that, right, Fouch? Because we caught on to what you were. This is our trail of tears. I beg you 
to memorize the narrative and share it with your children and have them share it with their grandchildren and grandchildren after this. This can never be forgotten from our minds and it can never be made to have been an accident. I will close by proving that. That it can never be sold as an accident if we haven't already made that case. 26 deaths from the sign flu and they stopped the injections. Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands and perhaps half a million deaths from these injections and they still haven't stopped. And there are doctors who are beginning to wake up and beginning to, well, not just wake up, but to tell the truth, some heroic doctors. But I mentioned the VARS database and I mentioned the signals that were popping up and that any time we knew, Burks knew these things were ineffective as it was happening and she knew it was killing some people. And she knew it was maiming some people. And then we began to see, not in the American Mockingbird, but occasional mentions of some things. EU regulators are warning that frequent COVID-19 booster shots could adversely affect the immune system and may not be feasible. The European Medicines Agency says repeat doses every four months could eventually weaken people's immune systems. They want more time between booster programs tied to the onset of cold weather. Israel has already begun a fourth dose program with about 400,000 People get- it continued to shoot people up as the signals began to be clear. In a recent study, 90% of people who are dying have been four times injected. That's in the UK. Yeah, signals began to come out. Just days after getting their second COVID-19 vaccine, two teenage boys died in their sleep. Medical experts have been investigating what happened and have now released their report. An epidemiologist says it adds to a body of evidence that confirms Pfizer's vaccine can lead to death in children. And TV's Miguel Moreno reports. And remember this, though. What, what I am uh, appearing to be maybe defensive about is I do not think castigating the FDA employees is the appropriate um, approach to reforming an organization. That was an FDA boss testifying to you in Congress. A very widely respected doctor, Dr. James A. Thorpe, MD, wrote an email to the American Board of Obstetrics and Gynecology and directly to the executive director thereof, Dr. George Wendell. He writes, Dear Dr. Wendell, I hope you're well. I'm very concerned about the recent email that both you and I were sent from Taurus. If you have not, I urge you to review it with your counsel and address safety concerns. I have no knowledge of who this Taurus is. I condemn, he writes in all caps, his tone, anger, and foul language. This is completely inappropriate, does not engender collegial academic discussion of data. While the ABOG is well aware of my position on the safety and efficacy of the C-19 injections in pregnancy, I never condone this type of behavior, anger, and tone. I hope that you've continued to follow the avalanche of data documenting the proven fact that C-19 injections are not safe, not effective, and not necessary. There are now almost 2,000 peer-reviewed medical journal publications documenting severe adverse events, including death after the C-19 injections. I've completed a study documenting severe adverse outcomes in women of reproductive age and in pregnancy associated with C-19 injections, including an increase in menstrual irregularities, spontaneous abortion, cystic, hygroma, fetal malformations, 
fetal karyotypic. I don't know what that means. Karyotypic abnormalities, fetal growth restriction, abnormal fetal surveillance, fetal arrhythmia, fetal cardiac abnormalities, fetal cardiac arrest, fetuses having heart attacks, placental vascular thrombosis, fetal vascular perfusion or abnormalities, and fetal deaths. All of these are statistically significant at p-values greater than one one hundredths. The VARES pharmacological tool has been flashing significant, significant danger signals since the C-19 injection rollout. Despite the CDC, FDA, and other vaccine pushers attempting to delegitimize this federally mandated monitoring system, it is corroborated by over 20, uh, by over 20 plus independent sources. In fact, other independent sources suggest a much worse safety signal than VARS. This is consistent with the world VARS expert, Albert Benavides, who has convincingly presented data showing that as bad as VARS is, it is being purposely throttled and manipulated. Does ABOG choose to ignore the concerning safety signals from VARS and 20 plus other independent sources? If so, would you believe Pfizer's own internal documents that prove extremely severe adverse events in the first 90 days of rollout? Pfizer tried to block this FOIA release for 75 years. A federal judge mandated the release. A check of Pfizer's April 1, 2022 release, which is now in public record. And he provides a link. Go to page seven. Look on table one, Dr. Wendell. There were 1,223 deaths in 90 days, December 1, 2020 to February 28, 2021. Remember the swine flu vaccine in 1976 when it was immediately removed from the market for 26 deaths? Now go to page 12 and look at the outcome of 274 pregnant women. That is disastrous. 45% complication rate, including 75 serious and 49 non-serious complications. The C-19 injection should have been removed from the markets in December 2020. Every day, more condemning data pours forth, and yet the band plays on. Please read the recent Yamamoto article in Virology, uh, the Virology Journal, June 5, 2022. The author states... According to an analysis published by the National Institutes of Health, a recent study available in the prestigious Lancet peer-reviewed journal reveals COVID-19 vaccine booster shots may be harmful to the immune system and cause significant adverse reactions. Dr. Wendell, I again extend an invitation to meet and the both of us attempt to reconcile this data together. A collegial academic discussion amongst researchers with different opinions is extremely important. I'm always open to changing my opinion if you can convince me with safety data that has evaded my research efforts, my intense research efforts. I've been wrong before and make it my practice to admit it when I'm confronted with honest data. I do apologize and do an academic metionia. Anyone who can do this as a crown of academia has proven their own ethical, moral, and intellectual integrity. Unless you can prove the data wrong, we must unite and jointly call for a worldwide moratorium on the use of the C-19 injections in pregnancy. Thank you very much for your time and consideration with this very serious issue. I wish you and your family and ABOG all the best. Sincerely, James A. Thorpe, MD. He's not going to get his collegial meeting. Because, as Senator Johnson shared with us, the COVID cartel has a great, big, huge problem. Namely... So, the problem we have with the COVID cartel is at this point, with a body count that high, they can't afford to be proven wrong. They can't afford to be proven wrong.
And remember, I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection. They all did. I did before they came out. Before they were introduced to people's bodies. Because I read the filings in the SEC reports for Moderna and Pfizer. Where they admitted this. I could do a very long explanation with charts and graphs about how Fauci knew, how he knew that this was all nonsense. I could do a long, and I have, I did a two and a half day trial of Tony Fauci on my radio show. I will simply state this. The man paid for false positives. The man paid hospitals to find COVID where it wasn't a danger. The man paid hospitals to send people home to get sicker. So they would come back begging for the injections. The man paid hospitals to put people on a kidney-destroying drug that was taken out of an earlier study, an earlier application, because it was killing people. The man paid hospitals to record things as COVID-19 deaths. The man refused to clarify that young Healthy people are not at risk. The man refused to clarify that people who carry excess body weight and have diabetes are at risk. The man used fraudulent testing measures guaranteed to find fake cases. The man lies to this day that these drugs were approved by the FDA. The man savagely lied about non-controversial treatments about which he had written. He himself referred to hydroxychloroquine as part therapeutic, part vaccine. He himself. None of this was incompetence. All of it maps back to why don't we blow it up? And they did. In his warning to the rest of the world before he died, Dr. Zelenko spoke with us all. It's pretty obvious what's going to happen right now. The World Health Organization, which is essentially funded by the sociopath Gates, is gaining uh, more and more power over sovereign nations. Gates messaged, messaged, I think five or six months ago, that smallpox is a big threat. And then uh, supposedly was eradicated in 1980. And it was only found in two labs in uh, America and in Russia, in DSL level four labs, um, the highest maximum security labs. And yet five days after the sociopath criminal Gates uh, said his prophetic words, a few vials of smallpox were found in an unsecure refrigerator in a uh, Merck Laboratory in Philadelphia. And so it, it's not surprising to me now that we're seeing monkeypox 
Uh, I anticipate uh, um, global panic about it. This will be the next media horror narrative that uh, will continue the fear campaign to and lockdown campaign and mass campaign to uh, create anxiety, isolate you from people you love, and dehumanize you with with uh, these uh, face diapers. And so this is their playbook, and they're going to keep on uh, sending wave after wave of their evil agenda until we make internal resolutions to kick the evil out from within us. We should, in my opinion, uh, denounce the worship of false gods, the god of technology, the god of science, the god of uh, corrupt governments, money, power, fame, and reconcile our hearts with our creator who's making us anew every instant in time. And those of us who are born again believe in being made anew as people who follow the Lord Jesus in his steps. As I'm recording this, I see that so-called Dr. Ja, who runs the White House COVID response um, yesterday, told people to get boosted yesterday. As boosting yourself proves time and again to be close to killing yourself. Most people don't die, the vast majority, right away. That man is lying. The monumental lies here are going to be punished unless these people repent, and I don't think they will. God has watched every killing, every maiming, every spontaneous abortion, every miscarriage, every neurological condition people have been given, every firing, every, every business closed because of this, all of the thuggery from government. And he has said, I have made it very clear, if you are given the privilege of having leadership, you will treat it as stewardship. And if you don't, then you're not with me. And they're not with him, meaning they're against him. I so wish that one time in my career, I could sit and have a two hour discussion with Tony Fauci. I would attempt to save his soul. I really would, that's my duty. But I would also utterly decimate the man. It is so frustrating to watch him dodge questions. Please never forget, never forget. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and be thankful. Be thankful that God Almighty has revealed this truth for us.